Hello, I'm the Reverend Dr. Jenny McKay, veterinarian, curate and minister in secular employment, environmentalist, activist and self-confessed cat junkie. But believe it or not, I have never taught a dog to dance. But someone who has done that is my guest, Angela Richens. Angela, just begin by telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name's Angela and I live in Swindon. I love poodles. You are a cat, whatever you <laughs> call yourself. But I, I'm a poodle lover um, and a dog, obviously a dog lover. I've, I've been training dogs for about um, 15 to 20 years, but I started off in agility, which I loved, but because of my mobility issues and my dog getting older, I thought that we would look for something else that we could do that was a little bit more suited to us at that stage. And it was the time of crafts and I, and I watched a display in the dog arena and they were doing hill work to music, but they were showing how they taught at their club. And it was very simple things they were demonstrating, just simple twists and twirls and circling around. And I thought, oh, I'm sure I could do that with my dog, Teddy. I'll go and find a club and join one, but there wasn't anywhere near me at all. So I started training in my local hall, reading books and videos, and um, and it started from, from that, really. Goodness, that's amazing, that's amazing. And it was uh, Teddy, and I didn't actually see you on Britain's Got Talent, but I know you got quite quite a way on. In, in the... there, but I might not, I shouldn't be perhaps suggesting it because it didn't go perfectly to plan. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that, come about your application for Britain's Got Talent? Well, it wasn't so much my application as being pestered and badgered and having about five or six phone calls from the television company, who I, I, I'm pretty sure it's probably common knowledge that most of the people that go on there are already, um, they've already got their agenda and they know what they want. Okay. But you see, you see what, what I think happens is like I had, um, on my website saying, do, you know, do you, would you like a dog display at your party? And we do dog displays at Fates and things that we're open to do this. And, and obviously our own publicity presented us at being really very good at what we do. Mm -hmm. And um, they had seen that. So it was no good saying that we didn't do what they've what seen pictures and videos of us doing. Right. And then so I found when I got there that most of the people there, or many of them there, worked in care homes, cruise ships, places where they'd already was involved in an entertainment, um, in an entertainment area in some way. So they so were very I, impressed, I weren't they? I said no to start with, but eventually I said yes because I thought, well, it probably could be a little bit of little bit of fun, and um, I didn't expect it to be more than just the audition, really. So that was it, really. Amazing, amazing. And how did you discover that Teddy had this amazing talent? Well, it's not so much the dog has a talent, because all dogs can, can learn so many more moves and commands and can do so much more than we can credit them with. It's really a case of having a lot of patience, knowing how to do it, knowing lots of little I was going to say little tricks, but little ways to get them to learn how to do things all done kindly and with nice methods. So 
it's really just a lot of hard work a lot of hard work I mean all dogs can do it but it just I suppose depends to what extent because their confirmation is going to be different so quite both they're not all going to do the same kind of things and that's the that's the beauty of what what was what we call hill work to music is that we can we can teach the dog what suits the dog and what a little tiny small bouncy dog can do would not be what you would teach a bigger German shepherd or something to do you know yes that's right and I don't think I could ever teach uh, one of my cats to dance. Well, actually, you could. Oh, I could. I have a friend who taught a cat very well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd love you to get in touch with her sometime. Ah, well, they are very, very agile animals. <laughs> so you mentioned as well, of course, that you work with the Swindon Dog Dancing School. So... How, how did that begin? Well, it 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 um it came out of me really when I was practicing and learning on my own and teaching Charlie for something called poor no not Charlie Teddy something for pause and music they do something called Progress Awards which was what they were demonstrating at club um, at Cluffs and it wasn't going to be um, it, I didn't I didn't think of showing or anything too grand at that time. And I belonged to an obedience club that did, also did agility, where I mm -hmm. used to do it with. And I was asked to do some sessions for them at the obedience class to show them some of the things that we did where I trained on my own with Charlie, with Teddy. Mm -hmm. I keep saying Charlie, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but after a couple of times, it... It, it didn't work out. I, I think that there were people there that just wanted to come to do obedience and they didn't really want to do the tricks. I, I don't really know kind of like why, but I kept being kind of like cancelled and told, well, we don't want it to say. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it could. And I was a little bit, con little bit concerned because I put a lot of effort into doing a course. But by that time, I was not training on my own. I'd put an appeal out on what was a Yahoo groups. This was before Facebook. Did anybody want to join me? And I did have a couple of trainers that gave, not trainers, and well, they were training their own dogs. They were dog, you know, dog owners that was already competing and that came to join with me. And then I started asking around, was anybody interested? And I was going to do a course and it was going to be just a six week course. It wasn't going to be given a name or anything. Um, by the time that we came to be running it in the hall, I was decided to call it Swindon Doggy Dance in school and then I changed it. <laughs> doggy to dog just to sound a little bit more um and i do know that you're writing a christian book on reading the bible and prayer so that's obviously something i'm very interested in myself and do you think animal welfare and the treatment of all god's creatures are important cornerstones of the christian faith yes definitely uh, well i think the way that we live the way that we treat any any living being is, is is important. We we have stewardship over animals, like all creation, and we have a responsibility to them. We have a and a, but a responsibility isn't just a Christian responsibility. It's responsibility of all the humans really to to care for to care for animals, the same as it is to care for the environment. Um, Oh, but also caring for our animals and looking after them and giving them a good quality of life is 
it's not just about the physical things, you know, the making sure that they're well fed and looked after and healthy, but but also that they have an enjoyable time and that they stretch their minds and as well as their physical bodies. And it does fit in a little bit with the hill work to music because it, um, it, it helps to boost their mental capacities, keeps them younger, as well as the as well as fit and, and and movement, and in fact, I it was really interesting because I found that it could work quite well in in sharing my faith too, which is why we did something at a church I was at then called Pause and Praise, which was mm -hmm. how I first contacted you because I thought it was something you might have been interested in knowing about the animals and and that was sharing our faith and what we believe by using our animal, using our, well, not animal, I say animals, but I mean, you know, dogs, to use our dogs as a way of presenting the gospel and also teaching Christian basics. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I think we can, we can use animals a lot and, and the importance of animals as well to people. I think we've seen that recently in the awful Ukraine crisis and obviously our hearts go out to the the people and the people are the the top responsibility but I've been amazed by the numbers of pet animals that you see that the people are obviously trying really hard to take with them so they're walking with these little dogs and cat boxes trying to get safety they're not just thinking about themselves and I guess if you think probably back to the, the Second World War, people would have had to flee their homes and they would tend to just leave the animals behind. So the whole relationship between animals and um, us has become a lot closer, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so... What advice would you give someone, Angela, who's thinking about training their dog to dance? Well, it would be pretty much the same advice as you'd give to anybody wanting to do any kind of dog sport or things with their dog. And that is to, and that is to choose what they're going to do, that, what they're going to teach their dog that fits with their dog. Not to be swayed by what they might see of people doing very um, very exorbitant moves that just might not um, suit their particular breed. To train safely, to, to obviously to train in really kind ways. But I think the best thing to do is really to get, to, to get together with others because I know I started off with Teddy on my own teaching him and you can teach the dogs on their own, but you learn so much more from being with other people it's such much more encouragement, not just the, having a trainer to be telling you and sharing with you how to do it, but watching others, getting encouragement and, and seeing that, well, maybe my dog isn't so bad after all. And, and I think what, whatever you need, whether you're training on your own or you are going to a club, is you need loads and loads and loads of patience. You can't be in a rush to do anything. It takes a very long time not to make your compa comparisons between your dog and any other dog. They're all different. And it doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world if they can't do as much and they don't actually get to crufts. You're still going to have fun with your dog and enjoy doing it, even if you're just showing off your tricks to your family and your friends. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, not to take yourselves too seriously. If you are going to pee, you definitely can't because you've got to be a little bit of an extrovert too. So be prepared for that. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I'm I'm sure that you know the joy that you give to people as well. I've looked on your Facebook page. This is the the Swindon Swindon Dancing School and the work that you're doing with people in care homes. Well, I prefer, I prefer doing the things to the people in the care homes and than doing the um, the big shows. I don't do the big shows now, mainly because Charlie got very nervous with different things. It was just unfortunate things like sitting under a speaker on a on an outdoor event at, a, at some fate. So we were very selective in what we used in that. And then getting a blue banging off right by his ear just as he was going oh. in next having a dog chase, chase into, oh, he had about, something happen on about six occasions and then he suddenly decided he wasn't doing it. And I had breast cancer and I had a time out for a while with that. Um, and, and it made a difference to not, not having the time to do like, I, like our main show, we didn't do that year. It was a year when I couldn't do so much. And I think that also um, set, him, set him back, but it, it didn't matter because um, he, he enjoyed the nursing homes and he enjoyed the visits um, to places like that. We've done two so far this year and I hope there's going to be more. Excellent. Because, of course, during COVID, this just couldn't happen, could it, Angela? Well, during COVID, we we, we still kept going. We, we, we met around the park. And when we could have six people, it was like a six-person, uh, six-people dog picnic. We... We sat around in a big circle, chatted about our dogs, went and did things in the centre of our circle, took some props and things around and skateboarded up and down the path. And, and it was so enjoyable that we decided that we're going to keep outdoor training as part of it. And something I do now is to train puppies. I started doing puppy classes, but for obedience and general puppy, general basic pet obedience. But that's going to have an element of working outdoors. So we actually did actually gain something by by realizing that you can train out in a field just as well as well, not as well as, but but also the same as training in a hall. So we didn't stop. <laughs> no, and, and that's fantastic because so many things, of course, did have to stop yeah. in in COVID. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think for me as well, but, you know, I have yeah. to do my ministry virtually and um, I know you go to church as well. And, you know, things have changed, haven't they? Yeah. Well, when it became more difficult to to go into a church, because I was a lay minister then and preaching, which obviously was a lockdown for a very long time, I couldn't do. That's when I started using social media more, probably much like you do as you do as well. And, and we just learned that things whatever field you were involved in, it, it had to be done differently to how you would, how you would normally do it. You know? So quite a few opportunities have come out of what was quite a dark time, really. Yeah. So, Angela, um, as we've said, <clears throat> I'm, I'm very much a, a cat person. So... <laughs> I don't know if I will be getting involved with uh, dogs that dance, 
but um, if I well, ever need to get the cat to dance, I know who to contact. <laughs> well, Jen, do come to me because I don't know if I could guarantee to help you with your cat, but I would go to point you to somebody that could who, who came to our club and became a member because she was so enjoying working with her cat that she wanted to work with a dog. I think she thought it would be easier. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but there were still there were still challenges. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. She would help you with a cat. I would help you if you get a dog. <laughs> Absolutely. So Angela, it's been really, really lovely to talk to you, and I hope that I actually get to, uh, you know, meet you perhaps at well, the the dancing school at some point. Well, was a little bit nearer but I, I think that's a, that is one of the things of social media it's a good thing and a bad thing in that you're in touch with people from all different parts of the country but it doesn't seem that they're are near when they're not near Absolutely. I mean, and I know that you are a completely different part of the country aren't you yes but we must must do that one day for sure so everybody who's listening, if you want to find out more about the Dog Dancing School, this is on Facebook, Swindon Dog Dancing School. And if you've got any more questions for me or that you'd like to pass on to Angela, just let me know on social media. So thank you again, Angela. Pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for asking me. <laughs>